The Old Testament book of Jonah is not the story of a great fish. It is the story of a great God. In a world on the verge of judgment and desperate for a spiritual awakening, it holds a message we all need. Salvation is of the Lord. Join us in the book of Jonah today as we study God's Word with Scott Pauley. I've been thinking a great deal recently about the miracles of Jesus. I've studied through them. At some point, I would love to teach and preach through every one of them. They're amazing. And today, we are looking at the miracles of God in the book of Jonah. Did you know there is a divine connection between Jonah and Jesus? That the same miracle-working God who worked in the book of Jonah was the same miracle God at work in the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you'll stay with me to the end of today's study, you'll see this connection between Jonah and Jesus. We're in Jonah chapter number two. We've discovered a number of his miracles already. First of all, there's the miracle of prayer. It is frankly a miracle that God would hear and answer the prayers of sinful men. Then we see the miracle of his providence, that God was working even in the difficult, even in the, the hard circumstance to bring Jonah to where he needed to be. You see, God always has a plan. God's always working his plan. Then we saw the miracle of God's pity, his love, his mercy, his tenderness. When Jonah got hard, God was still tender to him. When Jonah was frankly rebellious, God was still soft towards Jonah and loving towards Jonah, and he demonstrates that pity throughout this passage and the way he deals with him and answers his prayer. But today, we come to yet another miracle at the end of Jonah chapter 2. It is the miracle of God's power. You see, the Lord is not more of one attribute than he is of another. He's the perfection of all of them. There are people who want to talk about the love of God to the exclusion of his holiness. They just want to tell everybody God loves everyone, and they never want to talk about God's law, God's holy standard, God's justice and wrath, uh, the judgment to come. I want to tell you, those are people who do not understand the God of the Bible because the God is revealed in the book of Jonah was a God of perfect love and perfect justice at the same time. So on one hand, you see his tenderness in his pity, but now you see his strength in his power. Here's the end of the prayer. Jonah 2, verse 9, it's the theme verse, the key to the entire book. But I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. Notice that the emphasis here is on what the Lord has done, and then Jonah's actions are simply a response to that. So salvation doesn't come because Jonah sacrifices. Jonah gives thanks. Jonah pays his vows. Uh, look, you don't get God's salvation because you make him a promise. You don't make a deal with God. You come into a covenant with God, and the covenant is not on your terms. It's on his terms. Salvation is of the Lord. So if today you're trying to bargain with God, I want you to know you're going about it the wrong way because you come to God understanding who he is and how great he is and how much you need him. And then when you enter into the salvation of the Lord, then the grateful response will be, you want to give him praise. The grateful response will be you want to give him your life. The grateful response will be you want to love him 
in return, but you don't do that in order to. We do those things that we do because of the difference he's made in our heart. Don't ever miss the great truth of Jonah. Salvation is of the Lord. And watch the next verse. As soon as Jonah declares in faith God's power, God's ability to bring about a complete salvation, the Bible says in verse 10, And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Do you see how it's God's word from beginning to end? It was God's word that came to Jonah. Jonah chapter 1, verse number 1. It was God's word that came to him again in the belly of that fish. And now it's God's word at this juncture on the journey. It's always the word that points us back to him. It's always the word of the Lord uh, that shows us the next step. The Lord spake. If you want God to speak today in power, by the way, that's how he made the world. We preachers get pretty artistic, don't we? We start talking about how God carved out the rivers with his fingers and flung the stars in space. And Actually, that's not what he did. The only thing he made with his hand was man. The rest of it, he just spoke it into existence. Read Genesis 1 again. He just said light, and there was light, and it was very good. This is the power of God's word, the power of God's work. He just speaks, and it is done. And so the miracle is that God could speak and change everything. He changes everything. He changed Jonah from a backslider running away from God to a man restored, now about to go fulfill the mission God had given him to do. That's that's the parallel to him changing Simon Peter from being a cussing fisherman who denied the Lord uh, to being the man who stands on the day of Pentecost and preaches and 3,000 people get saved. Somebody says, how does that happen? May I tell you, it's a miracle. It is a miracle of the power of Almighty God. Let's just let Jonah speak for himself. He said, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Earlier, he used his voice to whine and complain and grumble against God. Now, he's got a song. He has thankfulness in his heart. Then he says, I will pay that that I have vowed. Do you see how God not only changed his words, he changed his desires? A moment ago, he didn't want to do what he had said he would do. He didn't want to fulfill his calling, and now God changed his want to. Philippians 2.13 says, It is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Friend, when you let God work in you, God works on you. God changes your desires from the inside out. He, He changed his words. He changed his desires. Friend, he changed his life. We've been talking about all these miracles. Could I show you what they all have in common? The miracle is in me. It's God's work, but it's God's work in me. It's a miracle that he would hear prayer from me. It's a miracle that he would orchestrate circumstances in his providence for me. It's a miracle that he's looking at me, that he shows pity to me, and it's a miracle that he would demonstrate his power in my life. You know what the miracle is? The miracle is that Christ, God's Son, came to live in you. That's the miracle. Don't miss the miracle. And so we come full circle back to this connection between Jonah and Jesus. Now I read to you today from Matthew chapter 12. Then certain of the scribes, verse 38, and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. Remember, they're always looking for a miracle. They're always looking for a sign. And Jesus says in verse 39 of Matthew 12, But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seek after a sign, 
and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas, and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Did it ever dawn on you that the only prophet Jesus ever identified with by name was the prophet Jonah? That's shocking. You know what that is? That's the mercy of God. Uh, they, they thought he was Jeremiah. They thought he was another one of the prophets, perhaps. Uh, but Jesus identified himself with Jonah. You see, the miracle is Jesus and his mercy. The miracle is just as Jonah was in that fish's belly for three days and three nights and came out alive to fulfill God's purpose, our Lord Jesus was in the grave three days and three nights and came out alive forevermore. The miracle is Jesus, that he would come to us. Look, when we study Jonah, typically we run to the end of the book and we talk about loving lost people. It doesn't begin by loving the lost. It begins by seeing God's unreserved, undeserved love for us and loving him in return. The miracle is that God would show himself to all of us. The miracle is Christ in us. I wonder today, would you thank him for his miracle power in your life? Do you want to go further in your study of the Bible? Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find hundreds of articles, sermons, and podcast episodes in our online library. You can search the archive by scripture or subject, and we trust it will help you as you continue your journey in scripture. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.